Hey everybody, really fun show this morning. We talk shop about MFers and the news event that is expected today on 6-9. Very nice, Sartoshi. We also talk about some free mints that are coming out that might be the next things to pump, as well as the token proof uh, NFT project and why it has a lot of attention going into NFT NYC. Had some dope speakers we don't usually have, like Wappy and Schwaz joined the show, so that was awesome. And also rolled out an artist spotlight for David Bianchi. Hope you enjoyed the show. Like all of our content is sponsored by FTX. Sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's Thursday. This is the NFT Morning Show. We do the show Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern, where we talk all things NFT market, what's going up, what's going down, who's making money, who's getting wrecked, and all of the stories in the NFT space. I'm P.O. I'm here with my co-hosts, Nifty Nick and Signal. Nick, how you doing this morning? Is Captain Kicks uh, not a co Not according to Twitter, he's not. Okay, so you're doing it based on what Twitter says, not based on... It's like, it, okay. He, he belittles <laughs> me every episode or something, Nick. Thank you. I, I mean, um, hey, P.O., yo, it's the morning. I'm really pumped up here, man. I got two hard-boiled eggs. I got myself a spin drift, and I'm ready to well, go. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You got your eggs... Yo, this morning is just pumped up. <laughs> Well, that's what I like to hear, obviously. It goes without saying. Um Every time Nick's eating breakfast, you know it's going to be a jam-packed morning. Um, I also included donuts, I'm going to be dude, honest. Dude, you are something else with that sweet tooth. Before I actually was in, under the same roof as Nifty Nick, I didn't understand the extent of it. Where did you buy a donut from? I don't even know, but it's super tasty. It's, it's leftovers from, from before. It's... it's uh, Seriously, a problem. The frequency of donut consumption has gone down, though, so don't worry about <laughs> it's it. It's gone down. So right now we're we're on a downtrend of how many donuts. It, it, from an all-time high, yeah, of like a almost daily donut problem, uh, which has now been reduced. And we're now at a, you know, once a week, uh, and hopefully we're reducing it uh, even further. Are you there? What the hell? Is this what happens when Nick has breakfast? Wow, I'm back. My phone just froze. I don't know what's going on. That was incredible. I think we're, are we back? I can hear you, but I don't know if Pio's saying I can hear you, but I can't hear you. Pio's not back. Pio's still on mute. We're doing a show without Pio today. It'll get there. No, but hold on. So I th let me just explain what went down. The phone freezes for a moment. That's an acceptable thing. Don't worry about it. This is just Twitter. So you got to get used to that sort of behavior, that sort of volatility and instability. And that's kind of what it's like being in the NFT market as well. So Twitter is really actually doing us a service by training us and preparing us for that moment. And that's what the market's been like recently, mostly down uh, with a little bit of up. Am I rugged again? No, I can still hear you. Okay, good. Uh, well, Pio, uh, Pio says he's completely rugged. We'll have to see what happens here. Uh, I'm actually going to ask him. But we can move forward. with the. Let's go with the weather report, and then we can, uh, depending on where Pio's at and if he returns, we may restart the space. A, bit, a little reboot. Um, but for now, let's go to the weather report. 
Who's doing it today, actually? Is it Signal or Captain Kicks? It's me today, sir. Hello. Welcome. It's Tuesday, the 9th of June. This is your weather report in the NFT markets. OpenSea volume was at 23, uh, or sorry, over the last, yeah, yesterday it was 23 million. So not the uh, best day out there. Um, but apparently there's a lot of action going on on X to Y2. And that is part of the reason why OpenSea volume is down. Um, so it may not be overall NFT volume that's down. It may just be that more people are using X2, Y2. I'm trying to get the specifics on the number. Uh, it, it, it's definitely pretty high, but X2, Y2 uh, taking a lot of volume right now, which is very interesting, especially since X2, Y2 has a 0.5% transaction fee. So there's obviously a financial incentive similar to Looks Rare um, to trade over there. Magic Eden doing fairly well as well, um, having some good volume over the last 24 hours. Um, when we look over at the blue chips, everything is ranging in the blue chip category. We got Apes at 94, Mutants at 19, and we got Punks at 45, Moonbirds, Doodles, Clone X all uh, raising as well. Overnight, Apes, Mutants, and the other Deed Lands, they had the top three highest sales volume uh, coming straight off of the back of the Ape Fest ticket announcement. So a lot of people spending a lot of money so that they can go hang out with other people in real life. We'll see how that works out for them. Um, Goda Mint Pass led the OpenSea rankings. This pass is the ticket to all future Goda artist releases. And the project's teams includes Pharrell, the artist Cause. Wow, that's pretty significant. And then uh, creator of Avastars in huge uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, Whale, Jimmy.eth. The floor for these is at 7 ETH. I also heard a really cool story in the metaverse. Apparently, um, somebody... Uh, bought a hacked mutant ape way back in the day. They didn't realize that they had done it at the time, but then they found the owner and they made a deal to return the hacked mutant. That hacked mutant ended up being owned by the guy that's leading the go to mint pass. And the good Samaritan received a free go to whitelist. And so ended up making seven ETH for just being a good person. we got to love stories like that out in the space. Um, one uh, quietly making its way up the value charts is G Money's Admit One, which is now up to 16 ETH. Seems like the market is betting that G Money's Admit One may be like a proof. 16 ETH is definitely significant. When we first covered it on the show, the day after it released, it was down in the 4 ETH range. So just a nice casual 4X there. You love to see it. In terms of the crypto markets, we got uh, Bitcoin and ETH just ranging in the 30K and 1.8K range. Would love to hear what NFT Nick is thinking about the markets because we've been pretty flat for a few days. So you would think there is a move on the horizon. Once again, 
nothing has really changed in the NFT market. All of the traditional blue chip projects are all flat and it's degen mints that are flying around all over the place. Um, we are all going to die is down to a 1.24 floor. Um, but that's really not that bad. It was hanging out at 1.7 last night, I think going into a Twitter spaces where there was more ambiguous information out there. Crowd favorite shit beast at 0.6. Okay. Bears making a little rally off of the hundred Solana floor up to 116. Um, and then we got, of course, Goblin Town at 4.75. Goblin Town is struggling to stay in the top 10 of the 24-hour volume. So uh, wouldn't be surprised for that floor price to continue to trickle down. And once again, one of the most incredible phenomenons of Goblin Town is the fact that they've stayed at 4.6K unique owners for two weeks now, despite an insane amount of volume. Um very interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, that's the weather report. Not much movement out here. Looking ahead to the weekend, we're assuming there's going to definitely be some degen action. But of course, all eyes are on the crypto markets because a big move in either direction could spell good or bad things for us. Back over. But, <laughs> hey, <laughs> Captain Kicks, thanks for the weather report. <laughs> Uh, Fantastic weather report, Captain oh, Kicks. Can back. you guys hear me? You He's guys back. can hear me. What? How did that happen? I'm back. Here we go. Um, all right. Well, Nick, I, I actually was enjoying the angle that you were taking. Do you want to host for the next 10 minutes? I, I'd love to just uh to the just angle be in, in the audience. Yeah, with that uh that audio. That was Yeah, great. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh that was the weather report with Captain Kicks. Man, hey, thanks for delivering that weather report. We always look forward to that between you and Signal on a daily basis. How would we know what else is going on in the market without having that weather report every morning? So thank you. <laughs> I get okay. no response. Hey, look, <laughs> he, he's not a fan of recognition and acknowledgement. No, I love your energy today, Nick. Uh, I think you should eat donuts more often because you're just coming in with the straight fire. I appreciate you. Hey, want to uh, make sure you know that. And I also want to make sure that uh, I hear from you on what you're thinking about the ETH market, sir. Look, I'm about to tell you what's going on with the ETH market, but don't you worry. That sugar crash is going to end in the near future. Uh, the, the way that I'm feeling about the ETH market right now is the exact same as I was feeling yesterday. Uh, the price action has not given me any indicator of whether or not it's going up or down at this point. So I am in a holding position. Uh, I will be trading based on the way that this uh, flag wedge, whatever technical thing you want to call it, uh, turns out, I don't know if it's a bear or a bull flag or a bear or a bull wedge. Uh, and for those that are saying, wow, Nick really understands this technical analysis. It's not like I'm out here studying that shit on the daily. I'm just good at it. Okay. I'm just a natural. If you, <laughs> if you, if you're just a natural at basketball, uh, like dude, I just want to say the team that I've been supporting since the beginning is the Celtics. I'm the largest fan uh, the only host on this show who's just been a massive fan of the Celtics. And uh, <laughs> so I just would like everyone to recognize me for that. But uh, if I was just a natural at basketball, I wouldn't know all the nuances of the terms about cutting in or what other terms cutting there are in. because 
I don't even know the terms of basketball. Easy, he's going to cut in. What do you think of that, Easy? I'm just, I'm just a... <laughs> dude, oh my dude, God. I, don't, I wouldn't know <laughs> what a charge is. I wouldn't know what a charge is. I'm just going to run into somebody, you know, because my only goal is to get the ball in the basket, and that's the way that it goes. And I'm just naturally talented that way. The same is with my technical analysis. So there's no difference today. On the technical front, we're still on standby. There is some news, though, around the E2.0 merge. What impact that has on the price? Not so clear at this point in time. There's a lot of uh, speculation, and it's not speculation. It's based on math, but part of it involves some speculation that ETH 2.0 is going to introduce a lot of buying pressure on ETH and that the price will surge to the moon as a result of that. All of the ETH maxis will tell you that the price has one way to go once that happens. Uh, they'll hedge that statement. But... It's not clear if that's actually the case. The theory is, is it's going to, at least it's going to eliminate a lot of the selling pressure that exists today in ETH, uh, in Ethereum. Where does that come from? It comes from the uh, people who are actually doing the proof of work processing, the node operators, who then end up selling that Ethereum to cover the cost of their actual operations. That's so how they a, actually make the living. Yeah. And so every day, that's what's going on. A proof of stake uh, node operator or whatever you want to call it does nothing other than stake money so there's no actual additional cost you just put the ethereum in and you get paid yield from that and so the argument is is rather than 90 percent of that being sold you're only going to see 10 percent of that being sold so that selling pressure is going to be eliminated from the market and the theory there is eth price go up uh, i think it's a little more nuanced than that i don't know what the daily volume of selling pressure is uh, like, or the total volume of ETH on a daily basis, I'd have to go look at that. But uh, the the amount um, of selling pressure that'll be reduced is in the, I think it's something like $9 million a day or something like that. Don't quote me on this number. But when I read the number, I didn't know whether or not that was a significant amount uh, or a nominal amount. If you put $9 million into Apple stock today, uh, it wouldn't do shit. Like the market wouldn't have uh, any impact. So yeah, it looks like there's $24 billion worth of uh, daily volume on Bitcoin. Ethereum has $14 billion of daily volume. So $14 million is uh, kind of a drop in the bucket. I think I just changed my number again. Whatever the number is, <laughs> um, I, I don't know if this is actually a bullish thing. But it is uh, interesting nonetheless just because it's hitting a milestone that everyone's like, that's never going to happen. And for all the people that are hating on... Uh, you know, blockchains for environmental purposes uh, can basically take a hike after that happens, on, at least from the Ethereum standpoint. Um, so that was the big story of yesterday. And the only other big story uh, that's, that's really impacting my uh, technical analysis is Anthony Hopkins. Uh, and so his entry into the NFT space was a big news story yesterday. And uh, I'm going to be honest, uh, he went out with a show me tweet um, he said, hey, I'm interested in, I am just astonished by all the great NFT <laughs> artists out there. So I'm going to buy my first piece. Any recommendations? And now he's flooded with shillers in the comments, 4,000 retweets, 2,600 uh, quote tweets, 27,000 likes, and a hell of a lot of comments. I This page that I'm on doesn't show me how many comments it is, but I'm telling you, it's a lot of them. And a lot of artists are showing their faces or uh, we'll call them their PFPs, 10,000 comments. There you go. So if you want to read a lot of shills, hop on his uh, comment thread 
he's single-handedly going to transform this market. It's time to switch into the bullish mode. Well, I love that an analysis on Ethereum. I'd also love to hear someone that I would love to hear another take. I trust Nick's take, and Nick's take is relatively unbiased. But I'd love to hear like and it's always correct. I'd love to hear a crypto head that is totally unbiased talk about it. We had Wappy on stage. We had him on stage for like you know, 20 minutes here. Then he left because he remembers that he hates making content. Hope that you'll come back, uh, Wappy. Would be great to have you on stage. But we let There's Elizabeth no chance that he was rugged, right? No, he, he's like just listening in the audience and I'm DMing him, begging him to come back on stage just because uh, I'm a fan of, uh, of having Wappy on the show. But anyway, we got Elizabeth on stage, the Nifty's product manager and community manager. Oh, Wappy's back. We're going to throw to Wappy in a second. Um, but Elizabeth, what prompted you to come on stage? What a, what a treat we have here. Uh, we mentioned something uh, yesterday that wasn't an immediate rug or an immediate no roadmap, no discord, no website, just vibes, bad art. Holy uh, shit. I'm so excited. <laughs> it was so exciting. The one item that doesn't look completely terrible. So we mentioned this evolution-based game is what they're calling it and basically you had to go through the little game and talk to the characters to connect your wallet and then choose a team and then mint um and then there's supposed to be another quest in the next couple days uh, and it's by muse dow or nifty museum uh who has like a DeFi background and has a token so this seems like a really interesting like project that the market just wasn't like ready for yesterday. Um, but yeah, it was like, it reminds me a little bit of like Pokemon. Cause you like move your little guy and then you talk to someone and then you move your little guy and talk to someone and their Twitter account talks about like mining resources or uh, battles as being like an underrated blockchain game idea. So we'll see. Um, hey. Muse Dow. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say not to be confused with Museo Dow, which is Claire Silver's thing and uh, a number of other people. I, where did this come out of? Like, did this just launch the Muse Dow thing? Uh, the Muse Dow thing looks to be older and they've had other like activities and projects in the NFT space. Uh, but this project minted yesterday and it was a free mint with high gas. And, and, yeah, very interesting. And Elizabeth, you are very reasonable in general, right? You're not a, a degenerate gambler the way a lot of people in the NFT space are. So what was it about this one that caught Elizabeth's attention? It reminded me a little bit of generative dungeons where you could like play the game, even okay. if you didn't own the game. And so for me, that was like infinitely more exciting than yet another picture of a mythical creature with bad art. Uh, we're actually working on a really mythical creature. I'm really excited about that one. And we're trying to figure out someone who can do a poor job at it. So. I'm just kidding. Uh, Brian, Brian Brickman just came on stage, uh, everybody. And uh, the, the reason I announced that is because he deserves it. Uh, but the other thing I was going to say is I also saw, and someone in our Discord was like, oh my God, Brian Brinkman follows this account. Bullish signal. So <laughs> what what do you know about this Muse Dow, Brian? Wait, I'm following the account? I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. So you're not even familiar with the I project? Don't know. It's bullish. Oh, a lot of accounts. Bullish. No one literally, should take my follows as alpha. <laughs> that, literally, your follow was what drove thousands of people to purchase this NFT, Brian. 
Uh oh. I don't have I don't one. That's a, I should I, get I don't one. Think that's actually the case. Brian, you know that when people see you having even the slight bit of interest in a project, it immediately is a justification for them to gamble on it. How does that make you feel? I, I've had my my track record this month says don't do that. Uh, <laughs> it's all going to go to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's really good at surfacing actual art. So if you're uh, familiar with for that, <laughs> which, which I was going to say, if you're familiar with it, which you're not because you're listening to this show, uh, it, it's it's this place where people actually create things that look visually appealing. Uh, and the way that that's determined is people buy it. Um, but a lot of people don't understand that. Instead, what they're interested in things that are non visually appealing, but that everybody is buying. And that's the distinction between uh, the collectibles market and the art market, right? The art market, they try to spend time on the actual uh, design of things. In the collectibles market, they don't. Um, and so what they're really interested in is just uh, all of us uh, FOMOing into something. And that's why we're really excited about being in that space. Yeah, totally. And it's all to hopefully shill and sell whatever we buy to Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's our extra liquidity. No, I'm just kidding. But he, to, be, to be fair, Anthony uh, did do an NFT project last September. So he isn't just joining the space. So he has been around a bit. He sold a movie he did on OpenSea last year. Um, but I, I did find that tweet funny. And who's Anthony Hopkins? I know Stephen Hawkins, the smart guy. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's, it's Hannibal Lecter, dude. Oh, that old ass dude. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> Um, I'm about to tweet that the single reason that we started this show was actually to get Anthony Hopkins on it. So I'm really looking forward to having him on. That's going to be he, awesome. I wonder if he hangs out with Jose Delbo and maybe learn some NFTs from him. A nice, uh, really niche joke right there, Captain Kicks. You know, very, uh, very hard reference to get. So real quick, look, we got Wappy on stage, the guy who hates making content. Well, let's get some content out of you, Wappy. Um, look, you are a or you were slash are a full time trader. Absolute badass. Um, what are you doing in this market? Are you participating? I feel like I saw you buy something that I thought was really cool the other day, and I didn't have access to my wallet when you were buying it. So I was like, all right, I just need to forget about this because I can't be late. Because, you know, if, if you want to copy trade Wappy, you have to do it right when he does it. I also saw you buying um, some more of the People Pleaser piece, the uh what, what was it? The rabbit, the white rabbit. Um, like what, what is going on in Wappy's world right now? I know you're getting ready for a really fun time at NFT NYC, uh, hanging out with all of us. And obviously I'm looking forward to that, but from a trading perspective, what, what's going on? What's up everybody. Um, I've been traveling a lot, so I've kind of stepped away from the market because the market's been kind of shitty. So I took a look at ETH at like 2,500 to 3000 range and just kind of said to myself is ETH going below 2500 or above 3500 first and my sentiment was towards the downside so when that happened i started selling a lot of nfts and selling most of my ETH for usdc and just sitting on that for a while i've tried to hop back in a couple times so i think i tried to buy a chimpers i took a loss there i tried to buy something else last week i think i might have taken a loss on that too we traded something like those freehand somethings some no freehand yeah what, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter what that project is. I'm sure it has no roadmap or anything. Made like point one on that. And then, you know, that's about the only thing. I tried to do like a looks trade the other day. 
lost money there. So for me, it's just like, it's better for me to sit in USDC right now. I don't have this feeling like I did like two weeks ago where like I'm fearing ETH going to like $500, but I'm not sure if we're at the bottom yet, but I think we're close to maybe finding a bottom. Um, but I think you got to watch like IRL gas prices against like, you know, uh, the ETH gas prices. Cause I think it's like, <laughs> if we're staying like an energy crisis and energy prices keep rising and you know, this flows through to the winter, like you might have not free money just like flowing into the ETH and crypto market. So I'm cautious right now. I'm a little hesitant to buy stuff. Uh, I don't want to bring new people into the space when we're buying like shitheads and goblins and stuff like that. Cause I just feel like people don't get that. So I think the space is at a weird spot. Um, I'm an executive producer on the People Pleaser um, uh, Shibuya White Rabbit project. Um, Are I you those. actually, or do you mean that you just bought it? <laughs> no, no, no. Like the way it works is um, you buy a producer pass, and then you go and can vote with your producer pass on which way the story is going to go. Um, this is a People Pleaser project. People Pleaser is a well-known person. Um, established i think like female asian artists and so this project's gotten mentioned in like vogue over in um i think uh it's some southeast asian country i don't want to say the wrong one and uh, butcher it but um you know it's been mentioned there and so uh, the more passes you vote with the more white rabbit token you get and the white rabbit token represents your like fractional ownership in the film once it's finished so the more white rabbit token you have the more like um title Wait, so you get what do i get to do with this thing because i own one of these as well i bought the uh, white rabbit producer pass uh chapter one so you uh, got to go to the website right now and then you've got to turn it into a chapter two pass and then watch the trailer and then vote because there's one of three options with it so when you have a ton of these passes you get a bunch of this coin and the more coin you have you get to executive producer level so i bought a bunch of pass ones as a flip and the market kind of went shit when that happened like yep. months ago. I lost so my I ended up having to vote with all of them instead of flipping them. And I became an executive producer. And so now I'm riding with it. You're, you're so like, what? so I spent a lot of money and it turns out that I'm now in the film industry. And so <laughs> I'd like to just uh, everyone to acknowledge that I'm no longer an NFT flipper. I am a film producer. <laughs> I mean, my name comes up near the top of the credits. So basically <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of Wappy being on set, sitting in the director's chair, like just hanging out. You know, so he's got interns, like he's got the PAs uh, getting him coffee and stuff, and he's going over to the craft services table, just munching on some stuff, talking to people. So, Wappy, would you say that you're going to just get deeper and deep? Is this the start of Wappy just becoming a big time film producer? This might be the start of it. <laughs> we got David Bianchi on stage. He's an I, actor. I, I like the alpha on this one. It was. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Oh no, I was just gonna say this is great alpha. It's like, are are you looking to lose money on something but get your name on a video? Uh, come by this. Um, so that that's not bad. I don't know if that's alpha, but if that's something that you desire, it's definitely not alpha. But I'm going how to much? a fucking film fest party for sure. How many pieces do you have to buy in order to get to that executive producer level? I don't even know, but it's a lot. <laughs> like, it, like if I bought 10 of them right now, would I be there? You might be because the earlier you vote, the more of that token you get. So the longer you wait, the, I don't know. I bought like nine or I don't know, uh, 10, <laughs> it was either 10 or 19 of them yesterday. I don't remember, but it got me to executive producer level again. 
<laughs> All right, so I'm putting in half an ETH to become uh, executive producer of a people pleaser uh, movie. Wait, so how long is this movie? That or it's a movie, right? Right now, it's three minutes. Okay, but how long is the whole thing going to end up being? I don't know. We're only on chapter two. <laughs> so that's the end of it. Is that we get chapters? There's not like a finished. Uh, it could like... be like four minutes, maybe five. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if I want to spend five. Go watch the trailer, Nick. It's sick. Do, do movies have chapters? They do um, now, Schwaz. Yeah. Get, I don't know if you've ever sat there, but usually there's about 15 intermissions in most of the movies that I go to. That's because you're old and you have frequent pee breaks. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a, we got a fun squad on stage right now. We got Schwaz, Wappy, Elizabeth, uh, Eric. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, please stick around, uh, lady and gentlemen. Um, I got David on stage who is actually working in the film and uh, TV <laughs> business and has for a long time. David, do you see the executive producer chops when you look at WAPI? Uh, GM, GM, listen, I think he's got the gift of gab, and I think most any executive producer either needs to have the gift of gab or a lot of effing money hands down and you know even in executive producing like most of the guys that are coming at the ep level are guys that just got checks to write so there it is so i think wapi's got what it takes he's he's he, he, look i mean i mean just look at that look at that pfp man i mean it, he's, he's got it bro he's got it he's winning <laughs> i hear if you uh grow out your uh, beard a little bit and you put on a black cap then you're good to go yeah and a pinky ring every once in a while that might come in handy as well Okay. Oh, that sounds that sounds classy and not slimy at all. Um, <laughs> so my Adidas tracksuit doesn't work at these meetings. No, no. actually, if if you rock if you rock the shell toes, I think you're gonna be in good hands. You're gonna be in good hands. And uh, you know, I love people pleaser, man. I totally stand up for that. I actually own one of those pieces. And uh, uh, yeah, actually, uh, Emily's super super cool. She actually she uh, actually just retweeted this pro the my my project census just the other day. She's she's really really sweet and total totally legendary. I was super bullish on her. And and even the whole like film three um, movement is really popping off. You know, I've minted you know three films and I'm. I'm definitely deep in film three. So I, I'm really, really excited to see where the whole roadmap of cinema and, and NFTs and blockchain goes. So super bullish on that. Yeah, well, you're, you're definitely contributing to it, man. Um, you're also a skilled trader. I know that, you know, in the past, I don't know if you still own all this stuff, but you've been a board ape holder, you've been a punk holder, and you bought these for sizable prices. You know, it wasn't like you bought them in like 20, like the punk in 2018 or the ape, like right away, right away. Um, so what's kind of been the current state of affairs, you know, in your in your kind of trading life? <laughs> well, I mean, lately I've been building a lot, but I mean, like, you know, to the to the punk and all that, to the punk and the apes and all that kind of stuff. You know, I remember I, I think I entered the punk game at like 32 ETH and they went up to, I think, almost 120 or something like that. And then I watched them drop and then I exited at about, I flipped a couple exited at about 83 um, and then I took that 83 and then I put it in the mutants and then that was right before ape coins so i was able to really sort of maximize my exposure into the ape community on top of a couple ogs that i'm holding so um for me that was a super bullish move I, I was losing sleep over that bro i was like is this really am i really selling a punk right now am i really doing this but you know super bullish on uh on the bayc and what they stand for but um look man i'm bullish on art you know i think that right now especially in this bearish community we've got to figure out how are we building how are we developing how are we networking how are we building and maintaining our communities and reinforcing each other and then i reflect back to, to art right art was what made you know for the most part nft sexy so 
you know, I think that you talked earlier about craft, right? There's the difference between collectibles and art and, and craft and detail and meticulousness. That's really what I focus on. And that's why I'm super bullish on like what's going on in the, like the blueprint space, because it's basically like PFP technology meets fine art, you know? So it sort of gives like, you know, the fine artists an opportunity to have, you know, lower entry points, but, you know, higher volume uh, ability. And also guys like on this stage, I could just jump in and trade and flip. So, you know, like the grifters, for example, X copies drop and what a lot of money did, like those are, you know, great examples of how you can still get fine art, but still have the mechanics of the buying and flipping. And um, on that art tip, Nick, bro, me and you, we are brothers in kind, bro. Super bullish on the currency. Woo woo. I'm telling you, people are sleeping on that boat. I really think that people are forgetting that uh, come July 27th, I think is the date that Damien Hurst is going to do this big sort of spectacle and he's going to burn physical paintings. And so remember those things ramped up to about, I think it was like an 18 East floor or something like that. 20. It was like $80,000. My, yeah, my girlfriend at the time was, uh, was basically saying, uh, you got to diamond hand it. Keep diamond handing. And that was also <laughs> around the same time that they uh, there were offers on these M2 serums for 100 grand, which uh, still uh, is a lot. And I, 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 I diamond handed it all the way down. I bought it for one ETH, though, and then I bought another one and burned it and got the physical recently, which is um, pretty cool. And then I, I'm bullish on it as well. It's definitely more in the uh, fine art side of things. To me, though, what's... Uh, shocking about it is sort of the uh, price that if for you to get a physical this is essentially your the, near or if not the lowest uh, sort of entry price you can get for a damien hearst physical and that especially with like the dots sort of thing which is what he one of the items that he's known for among many other things um mm -hmm. and so i yeah i'm i'm pretty bullish on that project as well but more so like I'm not like flipping the physical, right? Like it's it's just gonna sit on my wall, and there and that's like the end of it. And I and I think it's cool, and it's sort of uh, for me just like a token of being in the NFT space. And then I kept uh, one other NFT as well. I don't know though. The one thing I'm skeptical about, and I sort of tweeted this yesterday, and I did it kind of intentionally to be inflammatory. Um, I was trying to pull my own. I was trying to harbor my own uh, inner Donald Trump. And uh, it kind of worked, but it didn't work perfectly. I'm not like a perfect troll. Uh, but um, what it turned out to, uh, what I was essentially saying was that uh, the collectibles market uh, has, on a volume basis, I think is going to continue to outperform, at least for the time being, art. Who knows where we're at for, you know, 10 years from now. But I actually think that maybe there is a chance, and it's a bold bet to make, I, so I'll just put it out there and, uh, you know, we'll look back and see if I was an idiot or not. But I right now, and I've been saying since the beginning, the collectibles market is the thing that's been most surprising to everybody. Yet uh, when I started writing a newsletter over a year ago, I was putting out multi-billion dollar uh, market predictions for it. And that just seemed absurd that people would spend that much on essentially shitty pfps like that that was that's basically where we're at at this moment in time and then you can get into nuanced analysis of that but i still do believe that that actually has um a bigger potential and so it's just two separate markets ultimately the art market um and then the collectibles market and last year we saw a fusing of that po and captain kicks came up out of that space in terms of flipping on nifty gateway 
And I think that just showed the demand for speculative online digital uh, digital goods. Yeah, uh, all I got to say about that, Nick, is if you don't know who Philippe Hodas is, like, don't come up to me at NFT NYC, like straight up. <laughs> He's a purist, Nick. <laughs> yeah, Captain Kicks, the sophisticated art speculator. How many of those paintings are hanging on your wall? <laughs> uh, zero. How many paintings are hanging on your wall? Uh, I got ones, like Kicks. I got like five, He's maybe five, six, six or seven. Yeah, I'm not here for the art, dude. I'm not an art nerd. I'm here for the money, bro. <laughs> what, what a guy what a guy <laughs> um but david so so you, are you buying uh the hearst currency right now or you already have like what's the what's the situation there no my play there is i already i had one i got one at about uh, i think 2.4 so I, I wasn't able i wasn't there for the actual mint as it were and then um i watched them ramp up watched them go down they ticked down to about three so then i bought another one at and so I'm sort of watching the floor. I, I really believe that the floor is probably going to, if I if it even reaches half the hyperbolic levels that it reached, I think that it's not going to obviously hit a 20, but I think it's going to ramp up to probably a cool, you know, 10 to 15. I see that happening for sure, just because the whole world is, you know, paying attention to a guy like Damien Hurst. And I just love the whole mechanics of it. What's worth more, the art, the NFT, or the currency, right? And so, yeah, super, super, super bullish on that. And 10 or 15 on the, I mean, maybe if ETH drops to 600. I, you know, listen, I, I, <laughs> I'm just fucking I, around. I, I, I know, right? But yeah, let's, let's, all just, let's all just pray that day never happens. Another one that I'm kind of kicking myself on is the, uh, uh, is the G is the G money one pass. And I was, uh, I was actually on the allow list for that. And then I got tied up working on the project I'm working on right now and then came back and they were gone. Next thing I know they were a 17 ETH floor. So that's a, that's a little resentment vibe right there. Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking for that one on the top 100. Now what's the name of that one again? The actual name, is it like, uh, just type in G money. No, sure it, it, it doesn't pop one. up. It's admit called admit one. one. Admit one. Admit one. Yeah, that's the name of it. Okay, Thank so you. right now it's at sixteen point two. So it's holding thirty one hundred Ethereum of volume, eight hundred and eighty six probably diamond handed holders out of a thousand. There's only forty eight yeah, listed for sale. There was ten sold yesterday, nine the day before, one the day before, two the day before, three the day before. So I mean, it's it's creeping up, but it's just, it's really a lot of diamond hands, and the the most recent sales volume all went to someone who's floor sweeping the project. Uh, they bought a bunch of them. Um, but I mean, it's interesting. I feel like, man, there were people, This it, it, we went from trading Ether Rocks, which provided no utility, right? Like it was just a flex. So you could be like, yeah, I bought that for a ridiculous amount of money, um, which are unfortunately not worth the same amount anymore. Uh, but it shifted from that. And now we have uh, these sort of, uh, networks of people buying at insane prices. And if you can make a collectible that's a small enough number, not to throw a shade at it, I'm, I'm sure G-Money is able to uh, pull this off. But I saw one this morning, which was called, or someone came on stage the other day and mentioned this project. And I saw this girl tweet about this this morning, and it was the most ludicrous claim. She was like, yeah, uh, most of the NFT stuff is not going to be born on Twitter, which I agree with. Um, but she was talking about this gents croquet club and how this is the future of NFTs. And yeah, they don't have a large number of followers, but this is the future. And she and they were touting the floor price, which is now like 11 ETH.
But what's whack about this entire project, and this is not the G Money one, but I'm about to connect the dots in two seconds, which is that this if you go to the site for this uh, for this project, it's a video, a 20 minute video where this uh, it looks like produced by a well-known YouTuber or something, although I don't know who this guy is basically tells the tale about what it's like to diamond hand something because the value of uh, being provided by that project is so much higher than the actual uh, price paid. And what he equates it to is the American Airlines uh, unlimited pass from back in the day where you had a lifetime ability to fly anywhere and they were trying to buy them off of people for a million dollars. And apparently the story goes that no one bought it. And so what they're saying here is, we're in the process of creating something that's the same value, although they don't own American Airlines and it's not clear if they've built a business before. But um, it, it's, it's interesting in the sense that that project does have an insane floor price of 11 ETH and it's because there's 975 items. So I'm very um, aping into anything that's in a project uh, like that has that small amount of volume and uh, that high price and that limited supply, it, I think it's best uh, when it works with someone with a big brand. And that's the approach that we've now seen repeatedly happen. And it seems like one of the key paths uh, to create value. I think uh, John Carlo buys tokens, another YouTuber who comes uh, on our space occasionally. He, he's doing something similar. And it's not to throw shade at them. It's just easier to end up uh, creating a higher price when when the supply is that low. Anyways, that was a long rant on it, but th that's just something that I've been observing, and it's uh, difficult to ape into projects like that. I, I think you'll see more of those because it's easier to manage like a community of, in this case, 709 owners, the G Money community, sub 900 owners. It's much easier to manage that than like 7,000, right? And so a lot of projects that have to manage 7,000, it's a lot. Brian has his hand raised. Brian, did you have something to add to this? Well, I think we saw one yesterday that's kind of following the exact same model, which is Goda, G-O-D-A, which is, uh, I believe, Pharrell and a bunch of artist people are getting together and making a thousand mint pass. It minted for one. I think the floor is at seven, and it has promises of future cause NFT drops. And it's that same idea where it's like you pay to get in, and then you get access to pay more for things down the road versus that kind of United Airlines thing you mentioned where it's free flights for life. This is just access to spend more money first for life. <laughs> Run by the distinction there is there's a multi-billion dollar corporation which has infrastructure that is able to deliver actual value to people versus a startup which goes and raises millions of dollars right out the gate on absurd Here's uh, the thing. Prices. I'm just going to go out and say, it, man, access passes are dumb. Kevin Rose pumped them so they think they're cool. So everyone's just copying them. If you're buying an NFT and all you're getting is like access to a Discord or being able to like listen in on content, like why are you even buying it? <laughs> Very nice kicks. <laughs> I love the sophisticated oh, troll right man. there. Uh, wait, Wappy, did you buy this? Uh, did you buy this Goda thing? No. You were buying something like this the other day, weren't you? I need to go look at what a Goda is to see. It's like a mint pass. I thought you were buying like access to something the other day for a high price. I did, but I'm hesitant to say what it is because it's an IRL event. It's a it's a good one too, right? I, a, I, when okay, I saw, I'll say it. Okay, it's a UFC event in Vegas on July second in a which box. is fight week. That's fight week. Yeah, so I'm going. I'll be in Vegas. People can buy this. You can come hang out with me in a box if you want to spend like an ETH. It's only an ETH, and you get to go into the box. 
Supposedly. I'm ready to get rugged on this, but I'll be in Vegas at least July 1st through the 4th. Is this during so, fight week? It is, in fact, it might during be during fight. fight week, I heard. And is that when we're going, P.O.? I thought you, you invited me to join this so that I could commentate on the UFC fights. So uh, a gentleman is in the crowd right now. I'm not going to call him out by name, but he did invite me and Nick out for fight week. Uh, which Has is that like the, invite been rescinded? It's not rescinded. I just like I hit him up and I was like, should we buy our flights? And he was like, nah, not yet. And I was like, I don't, I don't, really, I don't understand. Wapi, like, when are you going to be in town? <laughs> July 1st through the 4th and the fights on the 2nd. So, okay, so it's cool. like, or we could just buy this for half an eat. We should just go, buy go, this, Nick. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, going to Vegas, but I, I don't, I don't like going to Vegas in July. I don't know. It's just not my. Uh, not I my think this concept. is a cover for WAP because Wapi, I just Googled it, and uh, the World Series of Poker main event is on Sunday, July third. Is that the real reason why you're going? That might be the real reason why I'm going. I'm going to win the World Series of Poker and then steal <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. Let's <laughs> go, dog. Well, I, I love learning about Wappy's, uh, you know, escapades here. Um, yeah, go ahead. Dick. I was just going to say real quick uh, before we proceed with uh, whatever you, uh, we were going to bring up next. I just wanted to say you should definitely check out our NFT because um, as Captain Kick said, it gives you access to a discord uh, and uh, and future promises of things. So if you're interested in that uh, in promises of the future and uh, now the trend is no roadmap. So we've switched to that model. No roadmap. Uh, it's not CCO, so fuck that. We're, we're just like, no, nah, we don't like that part. So we're kind of picking and choosing. Um, so yeah, w if you want sort of ambiguous uh, vision and that sort of thing, definitely go pick one up. Um, we're really excited about it. And uh, yeah, maybe if uh, we can get enough of you to diamond hand it, then the price will go up like this guy who, because we're comparable to uh, American Airlines. He's texting me right now saying he's going to hit me up about the event. Yo, shout out, my man. I'm not going to call you out by name. Uh, really hoping that we can buy flights. I don't really care either way, and uh, you're welcome <laughs> in here regardless. All right. The pass to come see me is called the Campi Panda UFC 276 pass. So. <laughs> People are going to buy it because not, not fight week, not Israel Adesanya main event in the UFC. That's not the draw. The draw is to hang out with Wapi. Right, Wapi? Bring a laptop to the suite. We'll trade some NFTs. We'll watch UFC. We'll play some bets. We'll drink some adult beverages. We'll smoke some adult cigarettes. It'll be a good time. <laughs> okay. Hey, Wapi, I love the fact that like the more money that we make, the more opportunities we get to isolate ourselves from other people and sit in the box and watch <laughs> people out there having fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about, right, David? <laughs> it's just all about creating a club that no one has access to, even though the way we got in here was us not being part of a club. So, so yeah. You know, you, you, decentralization, man. So, look, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a little room reset right here. Nick already did the pitch on the NFT. Like, I'm not going to tell you again, because if you're listening to the show, you don't buy the NFT. I like how you switch to, like, sales pitch voice. Well, look, I mean, like, at the end. Hey, hey, Nick already uh, delivered the NFT uh, uh, pitch. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to hit you with a little something else. Look, what do you want, right? It's like, if you listen to the show and you don't buy the NFT, you got Max Payne incoming in the future. I already tweeted about this. I don't got to tell you again. But this show happens Monday through Friday, 9 to 1030 a.m. We want to talk about all things NFT. Uh, rolling out a new segment. This is the second time we're doing the segment. It is called uh, the Artist Spotlight. And uh, we want to show love to all the artists. It's not a sponsored spot. It's not paid for. It's just artists that we really value within the NFT community and just giving them a quick spotlight. So David's got a drop today. Uh, David, what time's the drop at? 
Uh, public allow list is 8 a.m. Pacific Standard. Public is 12 p.m. PST. And I just posted the mint link on that's pinned on mine. And uh, yeah, pull up. It's uh, mint price is 0.15 uh, on async music blueprints. Hell yeah. And David is a, a talented actor, filmmaker, uh, and, you know, spoken word poet. Uh, you've trademarked Spinema. Uh, that's your art form. Um, and you are no stranger to actually selling out NFT drops, uh, like one of ones. So real quick, you know, I want to talk about this because we've been talking about the difference between collectibles and one of one art. You've done very well uh, knocking down one of ones. This is basically a thousand one of ones. Um, but how, do, you know, selling on Super Rare, how did you kind of get your footing you know started and, and like i guess do you have a tip any tips for any artists in the crowd that are looking to get moving selling one of ones and things like that sure yeah i mean yeah i appreciate the uh i appreciate the, the great intro um now i minted my first nft back in march 2021 i created a, as you said an art genre called spinema spinning cinema through a spoken word um, basically I, I produce these sort of like high concept short films told entirely in poetry that are socially conscious. So I minted the first award-winning spoken word film as an NFT that got picked up by Metapurse and Metacoven. Um, I donated all 100% of those proceeds to the George Floyd Memorial Foundation. Uh, since then I, you know, minted three of those films, you know, some of them were up to 600 megabytes on the Ethereum blockchain and they've all minted, you know, successfully. And I've had a great, uh, a great uh, ride in the one of one marketplace and sold out on super rare and been art Basel been curated by time magazine and, um, really had sort of an explosive run with, with the one of one marketplace. I think any advice that I would have for any artist that's out there is just, uh, you know, really find your voice. Like if you, you know, you can mess up and you could experiment on your own laptop or your desktop. But when it comes down to minting sort of, you know, for me anyways, I thought it was important that I wanted to understand how I want to be identified when I enter the space. And so people know me as a socially conscious artist, but also as a multimedia artist. So when you think of David Bianchi, like you'll have an understanding of what to expect. And I think that's really important from a branding perspective because artists don't realize that they're entrepreneurs onto themselves. Right. And so your branding has to be consistent. And I think it's also about maintaining, you know, maintaining your provenance, make sure you're minting from the same wallet so people can track what you're doing. Um, keep a spreadsheet of your collectors, respect your collectors, reach out to them to create friendships. Um, you know, and I think also just lead with a high heart. You know, um, I'm doxxed, right? I'm on TV I'm, and I'm a full on Web3, you know, 12, 14 hour a day DJ, right? And uh, in between movies, this is just where I live. And so I have to lead with a moral compass because, you know, I got a lot to lose. So I think um, I think the most important thing is just lead with a high heart and make sure your branding is consistent. That's what I'm talking about, David. So all you artists out there trying to get legs underneath you, you just heard it right there. He gave you all the tips. Uh, somehow able to degen and buy crypto punks and board apes and Damien Hurst currency uh, while knocking down all these drops and uh, and you know just being a, an actor and a filmmaker. Uh, if you guys are going to be at NFT NYC, you got to check out our event. David, are you going to pop up at our event? <laughs> Putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, no. If I if I actually make it, I'm uh, I'm I'm performing um, some live spoken word uh, uh, against climate change for at Cad Lion that we're actually going to shoot on anamorphic lenses and potentially mint as the first ever live performative spoken word NFT uh, with the United Nations. So 
Um, so if I can get away from that to get back to New York on time, I want to be there for the last two days. That was his elegant way of saying he's not a nifty portal holder. But hey, David, you can be my plus one anytime, baby. <laughs> listen, bro. Listen, bro. No, hold on. Let, let me just say this. Like, I, I'm so bullish on NFT, Nick, and, and PL, like what they stand for, what they do. Like, I mean, you know, you guys have been so supportive of you in this collection that we're talking about right now. And uh, you guys are just incredible human beings. So I appreciate everything. David, you are you going to NFT NYC? Did you not listen to that? Or what, what? Hey, hey, guys, 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 I'm having a one-on-one here. Hey, dude, are you coming to NFT NYC? <laughs> uh, no, but listen, I, I, I love, I, I'm, uh, despite whatever I'm going to be doing, I'm probably going to fly back over the lake, so I'll probably be there like the last like couple days or so. But and by the lake, but, you're speaking, you're speaking about the Atlantic Ocean. The Atla- the Atlantic Ocean, that would be you got correct. it. Not, and what's not, the, and not, you're involved not, with not some like small group called the United Nations or some stupid shit. Anyway, so yeah, it sounds yeah, like it sounds like, unimportant. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's completely irrelevant. It's got nothing to do with anything major. Um, but but you know, I'm, listen, I'm 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 excited about uh, this drop today. I hope you guys get a chance to check it out. It's never been done before. Um, uh, NFT now just dropped a beautiful editorial covering the story. Um, mid price is 0.15. It's a thousand piece collection. Um, like I said, public sale is at 12 p.m. Uh, we've got a big allow list, so we'll see how the the pre uh, the, the the allow list activity goes. But it's really dope. It's never been done before. I wrote 100 inspiring poems that are inspired by the five human senses. Recorded those poems and then took mathematical data sets from those recordings to inspire the fractal art. And then within that, please and thank you, produce these beautiful um, healing frequency tracks. So each NFT is an audio poetry layer of my voice, a healing music layer, and then eight fractal psychedelic art layers for a thousand ones and ones. That's what I'm talking about, man. Well, there's your artist profile, artist spotlight, cool. ladies and gentlemen. We'll be rolling that out, you know, probably about once a week, trying to showcase a different artist in the NFT space. Uh, if you're at NFT NYC, pop up at our event uh, June 21st in uh, collaboration with Kumite. Shout out to Garib. Shout out to Kumite. Badass project. Going to be a lot of fun. So There's going to be, uh, real quick, in order to get access to that, I just want to be clear. We're going to have a, a token proof that you can... Uh, get an actual ticket with so that's what you're going to need in order to have access if you're not in our discord hop in our discord if you have uh, one of our nfts uh, and then also you can also check out our tweets as well if you turn on notifications i know i'll be tweeting about it i would probably unfollow po and then just follow me and (laughs) double follow uh, and then then turn on on notifications yeah and i'm going to turn on super follows for paid tweets so i'll put I'll put that out first. I'm just kidding about the paid tweets. Um, anyways. Anyways, so look, I'm really excited about the crowd we have on stage. So we got Schwaz, my guy Schwaz, uh, who I'm constantly inviting to come on the show. But he just lets me know that he's not a morning person. So I'm excited that this morning he was. Uh, Schwaz, you're a full-time trader, man. What do you make of what the current state of affairs is in the NFT space? Um, yeah, just to clarify, I, I- I mean, I'm, I, I drink coffee and, and Adderall, and I you definitely still don't want to be here, but you did invite <laughs> me up. <laughs> uh, Perfect. <laughs> you've, been, you've been drinking Adderall as well. That's interesting. I haven't. Yeah. He, innovator. Mix them up. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I just bought a Nifty Portal, by the way, just now. You're so, first what? what? No. I bought, like, I minted five. I sold them all in a day because I, I didn't, like, I wasn't sure about you guys yet. <laughs> yeah, I like right. the honesty. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was like I wouldn't what, trust uh, us either based on our behavior. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. but but, but then I, you get I'm to a, know us. Yeah, I'm a forever holder now and or like until point three five maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you look, Schwaz is a full time trader, man. You can't give no, him I, those gains and expect him to not take advantage. Yeah, and, and full time trader just means like that's what I've been up to. Like I it's so I don't know, it's so cringy to like call myself that. That's just worked out the last couple of months but it's true it's true yeah as long as this this thing lasts uh yeah so what was the question just like you know what how <laughs> dude how is that adderall and coffee working for you i like it it's like i, I dude i took everything to focus sorry what did you say <laughs> uh not well enough yeah what was it yeah I mean, the, the question is just like, look, so like right now it's a weird time in the market. We heard Wapi yeah. talking about it. Wapi staying in USDC. You made some sick big moves right before this. I believe you sold the land that you got for your board ape like immediately. And, and that was basically the top of that. So that was a nice, nice haul. Um, I don't yeah. know if you've made any other really big sales, but I'd imagine that that gives you runway on this whole, you know, being a full time trader thing. I just wanted to get like some perspective on how you're operating right now. Uh, I mean, I've been like taking it slow, you know, I, I, I got into Goblin Town early, flipped those too early, but profited. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of sitting back, like seeing what, like, uh, you know, have you guys talked about MFers today? No, but that's a, uh, that's a good one. You think that they're going to come back big, like big time? I know they've already started running a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I just, I've had those for a while. So I've been kind of keeping an eye on the activity there. It's it's always been like a strong community. I bought a couple more like a couple weeks ago, and it's been working its way up. And I think today, you know, six nine, sixty nine, June 9th, uh, Sartoshi is doing something, and it's probably like a, you know, an airdrop of another NFT, like everybody else does. But he's such a like, I don't know, he's 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 such a good like comedy voice and memer that I kind of trust that he'll deliver some kind of like story value something that will keep people interested and some I, i'm just excited to see what he what he uh drops today i didn't even think of that six nine that's right up yeah. his alley so that's yeah. basic that's like a fact holy right? shit you're telling me today is six nine <laughs> oh dude i mean it, it but like he's definitely gonna drop something today right like that's uh, like basically definite yeah I will. Yeah, yeah. He's been teasing it. It's he's doing something. Okay. Yeah, that was the whole run-up. That was we discussed it on this show before. Uh, I did not trade into that, but you could have doubled your money so far. I don't know if I would be buying in at this price. It came up from a low of one point three seven average price to now two point four six. So we've almost doubled. The problem with these things is if it is an airdrop, you're going to end up seeing this price drop again, unless there's some like burning mechanic in which case then i'd say okay maybe the maybe the uh price will stay at where it's at or even uh appreciate further um but yeah that i i'm i'm definitely curious to see and mfers has really built a strong following and the price is pretty solid it, it's compared to um uh like cryptodes to me is a similar uh sort of project um there's no roadmap and they haven't even done anything else though uh and their floor is at one nine um so I appreciate that I've uh, made and not made money on that. Um, so hoping that I can not make money on this as well. 
<laughs> Schwaz, anything else that you're bullish on when you look at the market right now? Um, Nifty Portal. Let's, uh, let's now, now we're talking. Let's go. Let's go. Anything else? Uh, that was yeah. like cringy. <laughs> none, of you fucking, none of you fucking ETH Maxi nerds are even watching what's happening with Just Apes. Just sit around and watch. Just, and you know, take some notes. Actually, and it's worth noting, um, although I didn't want to take away from Schwaz, but there was a whole dialogue to discuss there from yesterday as well. Uh, but maybe we should should Kicks, we wrap those with those just apes are down like four soul from when you bought. <laughs> uh, what are they at right now, big cat? 8.6. No. Yeah, I bought them at 9.6. Genius. <laughs> I'm looking at the floor, it's 8.8 right now. Yeah, bullish pullback, dude. Read a book. <laughs> He's right. doubling yeah. down. He's just trying down? to feel alive. You know, even if, if your bag goes down, it definitely gives you emotions. <laughs> uh, but yes, but there was conversation about that whole space yesterday, right? Like last night that you uh, went on that space and got into a little bit of a tiff with uh, Nate Rivers there, Easy. Like, I'm surprised that we actually allowed you on stage. I w hey, you should have seen the DMs. People were happy that someone was asking Nate why he just doesn't even look into the Solana ecosystem. The guy literally had no idea about any projects aside from the stupid fucking bears. Like, the only thing he talked about was like, yeah, well, I've talked to these bear guys and it seems pretty good. It's going to be great. Well, Soul's just really yelling and all we're doing is giving money to Ruggers. Dude, there's so many good projects. Like, you just don't look into it. It was ridiculous. I was getting so frustrated because he kept bringing up how all this money and monetary aspect of Soul and we're pissing it all away. And then he just, like, completely glances over Zagabond, Pixelmon, all the free mints and the royalties that we're pissing away right now. Like, his logic was horrible. And yeah, so did you... You went on stage and like called him out. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, I was oh, up there. Boy. We were chatting. I was listening to it. I wasn't like aggressively like, dude, you're dumb as hell or anything. I was just like, Nate, what you're saying makes no sense. Like, I listed 20 projects that are all building that have done good stuff. I brought up the famous foxes as a perfect example, and the guys never heard of them. And they've to done be... more. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just gonna say to to be fair, you've been uh, when you come on this show and uh, you're you're sort of mentality is frequently that Solana is just a room full of like slow ruggers and uh, quick ruggers actually. Uh, that's not true. It's not slow ruggers. It's fast rugs. And so well, that's the most exciting part of Solana. And, I mean, the thing is, is like, I, I actually like have a lot of respect for Nate Rivers. He, he was a hell of a trader, especially in the bull market, made some incredible moves, like bought a ton of uh, mutant apes at three ETH. Um, and I think he sold out a lot of them, you know, up, up, really big in the 20 ETH range when ETH was much higher. But I, you know, I think at the end of the day, the simplest answer is just frustrated that well, I wasn't able to. Hey man, your audio is I mean, I'll correct what Kick said. Dude. An OK Bears map for like three weeks just talking about them nonstop. And now they're back to his average cost price and ETH is down from there. So he's underwater. And I don't think Nate Rivers is the kind of guy that's used to being underwater. So I think this, like, you know, frustration kind of with like Solana. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kicks, the your audio is just it. All right. All right. I got it. I'm sorry, Kicks. <laughs> I, I had to mute you, dude. Your audio was in the gutter the whole time and you had no idea. It's okay. Idea. Can you hear that? Um, it was just. Yeah. Uh, we actually literally didn't hear it. I, I, I gathered. It what cut you out said, part of it. It's, I heard the. And yeah, we, you. we actually didn't hear it. So um, that was that was classic. 
Yeah. Uh, but uh, easy. Wow. I, I missed that space. Was it during the basketball game? Is that why I didn't? Oh, you're ask? talking about when it was when I sent you multiple texts about it? Did you? But, but yeah, but you didn't respond. Yeah, I sent you about six texts about that <laughs> space, but I really and you actually eventually responded towards the end of the game. Uh, some comment on it. But that was all that you said. That, that was the end of it. So I really you didn't appreciate say it. Easy was on stage. You said that a big I sent, you an, I, I sent you an image of the space and uh, was discussing it. And uh, the, the uh, Nate Rivers and Easy. Uh, and then also, I'm blanking on the other person's name. The Frank from D Gods. D Gods. There you go. So yeah, the they were essentially, and a bunch of the Solana people were essentially just. Uh, debating. It was a debate, open debate with Nate Rivers, who uh, posted an inflammatory tweet, uh, which was essentially tweeting that uh, we should make a bridge of NFTs from Solana to ETH uh, because uh, Solana is a bunch of bullshit. Um, and so, which is hilarious because, like, a couple weeks ago when his Solana bags were up, up only uh, with OK Bears, he was tweeting about how Solana is the future. And the, and he's switching. He's moving everything. He's moving. Did you hear he's what he said on the space yesterday? Like he doubled down on that too when he was like, "No, like right now it's too young. There's too much stuff going on." But I do think Soul long term is going to be the one. I was like, "This, you are the most hypocritical conversation going on right now." Well, yeah. Go ahead. And, and, and anyways, it was an interesting space. It was worthwhile, and I think it's still worth a um. Uh, worth a mention, and it's a debate that I think will continue to uh, rage for a period of time until uh, you know Solana has figured out their uptime uh, stability situation. Um, right now, they're at—I don't know what their uptime is right now, but if they were uh, an AWS system, then uh, people would also be pissed off about that as well. Uh, they're probably hosted on AWS. I mean, who who knows? Um, but yeah, it's it's AWS it, is kicking Solana off. That's why Solana goes down. I think. Oh, is that, is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, that could be the case. So, anyways, I, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens um, with Solana. But uh, Nate Rivers was definitely being inflammatory with this stuff, and then actually kind of kind of came on stage to defend it. So it was an entertaining little moment. Uh, and if you want more Solana stuff, you can always join the space at 5 p.m. that Easy hosts. Yeah, 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday, easy show. Well, damn, I, I don't know if that thing was recorded, but I want to listen to that back. Um, it's recorded? Yeah. All right. Wow, that's that's got to be a doozy. Um, look, I'm excited. We got Eric on stage. Uh, Eric is a full-time staff member of the Nifty, of our business, of our NFT project. And uh, I've been telling Eric to come on, and he never comes on. He says he has stage fright. Well, it's time to shake that stage fright. Hey, hey this guy the... says he has stage fright. Like, what? What? How are you gonna? How are you gonna say that? You're gonna. Hey, are That's you so sweating? Up. Are you sweating? Are you nervous? Well, like, how the fuck are you gonna? Rattled. Like that's so fucked up. No, yeah, you, no. You need, a, you need a vomit bucket out there. <laughs> he's gonna be just fine. He's a he's a he's a tough uh, tough cookie. Hey, hey, if he if he has you as a mentor, he's gonna do phenomenally. Schwartz, what are you saying? People in here are about to listen to him, so we'll see how he does. <laughs> uh, Eric, so you're rocking your Akumu dragon as a profile picture. I have those. I'm underwater on those. Uh, what else are you looking at in the NFT market? I know you're in the fuck render. You're, you're a believer in what he's building with his metaverse. What else is going on in Eric's world of trading NFTs? 
Yeah, well, I just sold uh, my MF -er this morning. I actually wanted to talk about that, but but Schwaz covered that pretty good. Um, you sold it? Yeah. Let's uh, go. Let's go. Kind of because my Akumu. It's, I'm pretty deep underwater under that, and I can't really stand the, the loss on that. Um, yeah, the loss on that is definitely pretty gnarly. Um, on what? I sold mine. On, Took a 70% haircut. 70% haircut? Bro, I bought it at like, I think I, no, it might have been like 55, to be honest, thinking about it now. I think I sold it for like 0.3. I bought it for like 0.7. What was the mint price? 0.169. Oh, so I'm up. Up 2x, baby. Well, yeah, because, yeah, from the mint. Everybody that minted has been in the money Nick, the whole time. They got the 0.84 pre -reveal. Oh, man. My God, I want to vomit. If I had just not bought any and just sold the one I minted, that would have been the best. I went against my trading thesis. I sold both of the ones that I minted for a nice profit and then tried to double dip. I've gotten burned every single time I re-enter a stupid project after I exit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric lost a bunch of money, and uh, just in case you're not familiar, he's now working with us full-time thanks to that. So, Eric, <laughs> keep losing money. We love to have you. We love having you on the team. Well, real, real quick, Eric, and, and Eric is actually like one of our most badass uh, team members. We, we literally wouldn't be able to run the business without him. But, but what prompted you to buy the MF or initially? Because like you sold it today. That's a, we already talked about it with Schwaz. That's the day to sell it. Six, nine. You played it perfectly. I've watched you play other you know maneuvers in the NFT space perfectly. What inspired you to initially buy the MF or a couple weeks ago? And, and what price did you buy it at? Well, it was really Sartoshi's tweet. He just tweeted the timeline that it was just the MFers next era, which he compared to the the, the GM MFers, like the idea of MFers, and as well as like the the drop of them. So if it's on that timeline, it's got to be something pretty big. Um, so I got in at one point nine. I just exited around like two point five, just because I don't like holding through announcements, especially if it's going to be another airdrop or something like that. It doesn't really end out too well. Great job, man. I mean, that's like a high price point uh, to buy at. So that's like a, a phenomenal trade. You made a cool thousand bucks, uh, probably even more Canadian, you know. Uh, but hey, great job speaking on the show. Just giving you a hard time with that intro. I knew you'd crush it. Uh, you're the man. And shout out to all the people that Eric is working with because he does uh, a ton of work for us and, and has his own set of relationships. He's a badass. Uh, and you can meet him at our event at NFT NYC. Ladies, he's taken. Okay. Uh, Jesse, you're on stage. Um, I'd love to know like what you make of the market right now, because you're a high activity guy, but being a high activity, uh, guy right now is a tough spot to be in with the current state of the market. Uh, what's going on in Jesse's world? Yeah, I was a high activity guy, but I've, I've basically missed out on everything. Um, I went all in, like I said, on all this utility stuff and buying the quote unquote good stuff when we're headed into the Bay Area and then the Goblin Town hit thing hit. And uh, you really got to be, you got to be in the discord, you know, every second to, 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 to make those swing trades. Those are all momentum trades. And I've got, I got too many balls in the air at this time to, to kind of keep up with it. So I'm kind of, yeah, I'm like every, I'm like kicks and a few other people waiting for the next meta, hoping something else hits, whether it's this quest. I mean, I'll pick up a couple things here and there just based on gut instinct, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, very active right now even file even my other my other trading thing which is to follow all the other experts is not working i copy traded easy on akumu uh, <laughs> i think i followed i can't remember iceman or someone else into into Rect guy so yeah not, none of my old my old cliches are working so i gotta go back to the drawing board uh, i'm gonna wait till after nft nyc and, and kind of see what happens 
Well, yeah, and I mean, if you copy, if you bought into things like Rec Guy and Akumu early, then it would have worked out. That's like the key here is you can't have that kind of hesitation when the things first come out. Nick, you were going to add something. Your mic switched. What happened? What do you mean? Now I, it's I, back. Oh, okay. No, actually, no, it's not completely now. Anyways, well, now we're just hearing a bunch of static. That's awesome. Um, in terms of, uh, I just thought Jesse's comment was hilarious. He's like. You know, I used to be a trader, but now I'm no longer a trader. I used to be able to flip NFTs 16 times a day, but I no longer can do it. And it's a real struggle out there right now in the market. I could have been a contender, Nick. <laughs> I'm, feel, I'm feeling verklempt. I'm verklempt. <laughs> I did see some good trades, though, actually, on my uh, ninja alerts. I got I got alerted to uh, some exits that Jesse had, and I went back and looked, and it was like, Jesse's out here scalping that point one on the regular. I'm liking it. Uh, so you've had a couple here and there. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it, it, at the cost of me turning into a Jewish housewife, apparently. So I don't know that it's that it's all wor worth it. The way I'm sounding, uh, according to your interpretation of my voice. I, mean, I don't know my I don't know what accent I was going with there, but I just thought it sounded the the could have been a contender was probably the the more accurate version of it. But you know, I'm just making up voices here. Uh, I like it. I'm I'm into it for sure. Speaking of transformations, I mean, we should say because someone just pointed out that Captain Kicks. Uh, um, Showed him, I showed him a picture from earlier in the year and said he looks so young. And you just got to understand, this is what the uh, what NFTs in a bear market does to you. You know, 18 months ago, Captain Kitsch was a bright eyed, bushy tailed go getter. He was organizing feminist rights marches, love and life, believing in love. And now you fast forward 18 months and uh, he looks like a young Robert Redford. Now he sounds like he smokes <laughs> two packs a day. His tagline is never fall in love. I mean, this is what NFTs in a bear market does to you folks. So beware. <laughs> I'm honestly fucking rock bottom right now. <laughs> that was genuine. You could hear it in his voice. The Just Apes <laughs> trade has completely broken him. Kicks thought I'm watching him... it go down actively as the space keeps going. Easy told him, don't buy the Just Apes. He said, all right, perfect. I got the brilliant idea. I'm going to counter trade Easy. <laughs> I'm coming Even in with though I'm blood. never on Solana. Even though I'm never on Solana, I'm counter trading easy. I'm going to talk about it on the morning show. I'm going to talk about it on the Solana show. People are going to be inspired to buy. I'm going to sell it for 30 soul. Look, it's a tough one, Kicks. It's a tough market, and Solana in general just wrecks people. Um, you no, know, when they're not to go into 30. I'm not even worried about that. I'm just, you know, I just wish there was more action overall. But just say if you're going to 30, it is broken. <laughs> uh, one, one thing, Kicks, you came up with like a masterful theoretical trade um, on the show yesterday. Oh, my God. We're going to actually repeat that thing? <laughs> no, we don't have to. If, if you don't think it's worth repeating. Is this I the crunchy sushi roll trade? Yeah, exactly. yeah it, was, it was the sushi roll trade. <laughs> well, well, a made-up made name. <laughs> Wappy raised his hand. Um, you know, I don't know if it was to discuss that or something else, but Wappy, what was on your mind? We can call it a different kind of a trade, but um, I think to judge people's sentiment on NFTs, because somebody is DMing me asking me if they should like buy an MF right now or not. And I don't know if that's a good or bad trade to make. You think you got to make that decision yourself. But for me, I'd rather go spend six to nine thousand dollars in a casino than play the online casino. So I uh, think that's what you got to look at in the space. If you if uh, most people are in here to make money or gamble. Would you rather go gamble in a casino or do you want to sit at your computer and keep playing? And 
until it's fun to sit at the computer and keep trading. I'm not buying an MF. Hey, thanks for coming <laughs> on the show, Wapi. Really appreciate that. Uh, the uh, in terms of, I don't know. I I don't know if I'd rather go to a physical casino than buy NFTs. I'd probably rather buy NFTs. I'm going to be honest. Um, but the casino does have its time and place. You know, Nick. I, I, Nick, I'm kind of with you. The only difference between doing this at a computer or going to a casino is you got people to look at. That's <laughs> like the only vibe. <laughs> well, yeah, and and cigarette. And yeah, watch them smoking and drinking free drinks, which is all good. Uh, but when, when you first go in, it, it's depressing. And then after you've had a few drinks, suddenly it's inspiring. So I think that that's the uh, uh, general vibe. Unless Are you, you want to go to a show. drinking at 10 a.m.? <laughs> I don't even drink, but uh, ending up in a uh, – if, if you put me in an off-strip casino, I'd probably end up becoming a full-blown alcoholic by the end of the day. <laughs> well, it's it's possible. I saw Brian uh, raise his hand too. Was there something uh, that you wanted to add to what we were talking about, Brian, or a different topic? Um, a little bit of both. One, the difference here is that it's a casino where you get to keep your chips, even if they're worthless. So there's something to that. Uh, maybe it's a bad reminder. Um, but um, uh, in terms, I, I wanted to. Is it okay if I share some alpha on another thing dropping today at noon? There's oh, so many things dropping alpha today. Alpha on the show. No, Let's we don't on. want that. Instead, we'd like to talk about crunchy um, sushi rolls and Jesse's uh, portrait. <laughs> uh, people that were at NFTLA might have seen the table for Breadverse. Um, it's a project that's connected with Subducks and Peaceful Groupies, and they were going to drop. Uh, a mint about a month ago and then the market tanked they changed course and today they're switching to free mint um and i think at noon uh there's free mint for the whitelist uh people that were going to mint a month ago and i think at four o'clock eastern time it goes free mint to the public and uh it's got uh cool art it's by darth who if you remember back in the punks discord was making these like weird potato characters with googly eyeballs that were kind of popular about like a year ago yep um, and so I I think it's one to worth uh, it's worth looking out for, especially for a free mint. It's got actually a docs team that's been building for months. I'm sure our Discord will be all over that. Are you going to you know try to just ape as many as you can? Yeah, well, I still have. I was gonna I was gonna buy it a month ago, so I'm on the whitelist. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely grab my my free mints early. Hell yeah! Well, look at that. That that's a good one. I think probably. I wonder if we'll be able to get access to that without the whitelist and what. Hey, that's you know what I'm going to ask, Pia? What what? I think you know what I'm going to ask. Um, what's the What's the name of the process? <laughs> oh, I didn't say it. It's called Breadverse. No, you said it probably more than once. No, um, I think he said it once. It was Breadverse. I I didn't know if that was actually the name. Uh, and that's their Twitter account, Breadverse. Yeah, I believe so. And so this is just going to be pictured. No, I don't see it. Oh, Maybe, weird. Maybe it's breadsy. <laughs> Let's see. Bread. Type in bread NFTs. We'll uh, get to the bottom. Bread. Bread averse is the Twitter. Bread averse. Ah, I see it, and it's literally <laughs> pictures of bread. This is what we've come to. Uh, <laughs> it's an upgrade from poop. With the Greg Mike eyes. Kind of looks like the Greg Mike uh, eyes on his cartoon. Actually, no, now there's some of them have different ones. But uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, this definitely seems like the future. Uh, I do see some unique ones. Oh, it has, um, man, what was that uh, project that you, you used to love back in the day, P.O., um, that went to the floor? Um, I guess that was all of them. Ken Kenny Schachter. <laughs> no, uh, here, I'll send you this one. Uh, oh, bot, who's Bot Frula? 
Uh, oh, that's that's a peaceful, peaceful groupies. groupies. Yeah, peaceful yeah. groupies. That was a so, tough yeah. one. Which I still love. I'm still holding a lot of groupies. I'm a big fan of his. I mean, his artwork is dope. I think the distinction was just that, like, it's back to what we're saying about the distinction between uh, artist collections and or and just and one of one art versus like these uh, collectibles. I don't know. It's weird. That there's and not all collectibles uh, work. You know, I've spoken to a lot of artists in this space who've worked with collectible projects, and the story is pretty consistent. It's like, yeah, I designed it. I'm not sure what happened to the project. It doesn't seem like it got any traction, um, and no one was buying it. And the art is pretty good, um, but it's like. W- Okay, um, but uh, I mean, yeah. it, it's not it's not a guarantee of anything. His project was great though, and I remember uh, D's being a, a major holder uh, and buyer of that. And I don't remember who else was, but it was it was definitely trending for a moment. Uh, yeah. Peaceful groupies. I should um, I should point out if if you still have a groupie, uh, yesterday they put out a new puzzle on their website. If you go to their website and complete a puzzle, it takes like a half a minute. You get a free piece of cool art, uh, and they they've been doing that pretty frequently. So. It's worth a, you know, if you're still holding it, go get the free piece of art. Or you can buy one for 0.057 right now. It's the floor. Damn. That, I mean, it, it, it topped out at 1.7. I remember because I had Peaceful Groupies and I had Dead Fellas. They both went to 1.7. I didn't sell either of them. They came all the way back down. Dead Fellas obviously eventually had their run up to like five. Schwaz, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Yo. Um, I just wanted to put this on, on your guys' radar. Uh, the Token Proof Founders Circle, um, which is a access pass, because I know everyone loves those. Uh, okay. there's... Uh, but, Sorry, but... I, I said my no, no. inside thoughts outwards. Apologies. No, and I, agree with, I agree with everything you said before about access passes, but I like this one because Token Proof is like, becoming the no-brainer, you know, ticketing thing that everyone's using. And this is a, uh, a 1,200 uh, NFTs. The floor price is 0.799. Um, you know, this is the kind of thing where, like, they'll be allocating tickets to all these, like, random, you know, events to the token proof holders. Yeah, so I was looking at of, this. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, and to me, like, I, I don't know what the pre-mint, uh, what's the pre-mint one at, but I think that would be a comparable kind of uh, pass. Pre-mint, pre-mint's slightly different. Um, like, I feel well, like I, pre-mint has more utility, right? But I'm sure. Token, token proof, proof has it. all this momentum going into NYC. I balked yesterday at 0.62. It's already at 0.8. I could see, I would definitely sell it before New York, but I could see it going to over one ETH just based on everybody's, Using it, seeing its name, it has a lot of momentum relative to Freeman. I think Freeman's a long, longer term hold, but I would it's, swing trade token proof if I could. We're literally trading uh, short term trading SaaS products. I feel like there should be eventually there's going to be an entire show uh, dedicated to that um, where, where, where we're just discussing various SaaS products and the price of their underlying NFTs and which software products we should be uh, buying. I mean, to be fair, I actually I say that jokingly, and I actually do think that that may be the future of a lot of software. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I I, I think um, that is the future, and here we are. So we can check that one out as well. Token proof. Thank you for that. Uh, I don't know that I, I'm definitely not buying that, uh, but we are using to- token proof for our event as well, um, just because it seems like the only um, the only option at this moment in time. And so, yeah, I mean, 
it's it's a basic it's a basic product, but it works, and so is Prement at that moment in time. This is a phenomenal time to launch MVP uh, software products to the NFT space and issue an NFT to generate revenue and immediately have more uh, revenue than most software products do after three three years or beyond. It's a, great, bad, it's a right? great time to release products that actually work, like Nick said, because uh, the, the, the bar is so low that a minimum viable product is better than no viable product, which is what most NFTs have. So it is good. Very nice. Well, we'll wrap on software here. Hope you enjoyed the show, ladies and gentlemen. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, check out our NFT, but more importantly, check out our event after you buy the NFT, June 21st at Mr. Purple in New York City. Badass venue in partnership with Kumite NFTs, uh, headed up by Garib. Really excited to be partnering with them on the event, so check out Kumite. Um, and hopefully we're going to be partnering with our other sponsor, FTX. Sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. Yeah. Shout out to all the speakers today. Go ahead, Nick. This is getting a point. At what point are we going to sell an executive producer pass so uh, Wappy can have his list on his name on the list of credits we run at the end of the show, huh? We can workshop it, man. Wappy can buy enough of our <laughs> NFT that it look node. Node is automatically an executive producer right off the bat. Node's an executive producer. Let's um, go. Schwaz bought his. Schwaz has one now, so Schwaz is on his way. On his way to become an executive producer. He, he's a production assistant right now, Jesse. And Elizabeth, told, Elizabeth told me that all the other portal whales get to uh, sleep oh, at Nick's. In Nick's apartment. So all whale holders. Really uh, loving that meme. That, that's been exciting. Always enjoying that in the Discord. Uh, I'm going to have a bunch of people show up in my apartment. That's all I've been dreaming of, you know? That's what Nick likes. Uh, really fun show today. Great speakers. Thanks for coming, Wappy Schwaz. Artist Spotlight, David Bianchi's got his drop today. We will catch you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen.